0: Hey, what's up? It's Real with Jordan and Demi in Los Angeles. I'm Jordan Edwards in New York. We got Demi Ramliss. What's up, Demi? Jordan, we have a very special guest today. Yes, we do. We got Jessica mm-hmm. You may know her from 90210 and from all of her TV movies, but she has a new album out and we're going to talk to her about it. You're still in LA, I guess.
1: No, I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Oh,
2: okay.
1: yeah, I I split my time and I go back and forth between Vancouver and LA, but this is my home. And and I moved back officially during the pandemic and I'm super happy.
0: Because I knew you were LA based mostly for a while.
1: Right? Yeah, most of my adult life. So I moved yeah. to LA when I was 16 years old. The day I got my driver's license, I drove down there, which was (laughs) crazy because I took the side mirror off my mom's car, backing out of the garage before the driving test and then drove 22 hours to LA with my dad that night. So yeah, my parents were super supportive and probably terrified with me on the freeway, but it all worked out (laughs) and it was the best place to learn, you know?
0: My parents didn't let me drive on the highway until like six months
2: after I had my license. So that's
1: yeah, I <laughs> yeah. understand.
2: That's right. You did start like pretty early, you started at 16. So, that was the story. You drove to LA and you just ended up staying there and just making it happen.
1: I did. So, I had started acting a little bit up here when I was 14 and got my first agent. But at the time, I had clear braces, which I thought no one could see, but <laughs> clearly you could see so elastic, a lot going
2: yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: first jobs i booked thank god it's like nowhere to be found but it was this educational video series that i thought no one would ever see and i had all my braces and then cut to 11th grade and we're in career and personal planning class and the video comes on and it's
0: the you're, most important. you're on the video that you're watching in your classroom
1: yes oh,
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: um, yeah I it was crazy. so i started when i was 14 sort of with the braces and then The summer before 12th grade, I booked my first lead role and it was this show called Masters of Horror and it was for Showtime and they took all of these crazy horror directors and each week they would make a horror movie for TV and I I was obsessed. It was like my first lead role, first on-screen kiss, first time meeting people from Los Angeles and it was the entire summer before starting school and I'd had my taste of of what that was like and I ended up meeting my manager through that project because he was one of the losers and he's still my manager to this day he's like my big brother and little brother in one (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah and so from there I got representation and so I I ended up homeschooling my senior year and then moving to LA when I got my driver's license wow
2: and yeah. that's the whole story. And that, and that's the origin <laughs> well, story. What is it like having your first kiss on screen? I feel like the only other story I've heard of that is Mila Kunis and like, mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher. what was that like?
1: Oh. oh, no, I definitely had been kissing other boys before then. Yeah. that. Was <laughs> she was not,
0: she was not <laughs> new to the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you never know. My first <laughs> kiss was when I was 14 in Vin Diesel's Triple X. And it was before oh. the movie started. Oh. And Kelly Clarkson's a moment like this was playing and it was very romantic. And oh, wow. He was my fresh of eight years, and then we dated for four days.
2: <laughs> four days. Four days. <laughs> you know? You, you, it was you, you got,
0: you got, all that <laughs> anticipation, all that build up, and you're like, I'm done. We're done. We, you know, we're we're done. done. It
1: was like a long weekend too. I think it just, yeah, but first kiss.
0: <laughs> so Jessica, let's let's get to the the whole reason that that prompted this interview is your new album, your new-ish album, I guess it's been out a couple months now, Elemental. First of yes. all, congratulations on it.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Now,
0: I know this was sort of born from the pandemic. You were started working on these songs, started getting serious about this, but still it's, it took, you know, two years after the pandemic started to get this out. So tell us about the process of putting this together and and releasing it.
1: So I was actually in Vancouver and the day I was meant to fly back to LA, the world shut down and I was very thankful to be here with my family. At the time I still was living full time in LA and I ended up going to my parents' house and I was really thinking about this time and and the time that we had during the pandemic and it's, it's what you made of it, you know, and I, A lot of my projects had all been put on hold and and my writing jobs and acting jobs. And I started thinking about an album and that's something that I've talked about doing and I've always wanted to do. And I've written music for different characters I've played and I would write for Two and then release songs on the side. Or a lot of these Hallmark movies I'll always try and incorporate music even if my character's not a singer. (laughs) Just somehow she sings in a certain scene.
0: At what point did you decide, you know what, it's been fun, to sing songs and on TV, you know, within my character and stuff, but I really want to sing and perform as myself and put together an album as myself and have a little extra, another career with the music. When, when did that happen?
1: It's something that was always a dream of mine, but I didn't have the time to fully dedicate the time to, to, create an album and to write an album and to work on it. And I was at my parents' house in Vancouver, and I ended up reaching out to some of my friends in LA who I would written music with in the past. And I was like, hey, do you guys just want to write some songs over FaceTime? I'm feeling super inspired. And it evolved and we just couldn't stop. And so it just turned into this album that I'm super, super proud of. And I was also wanting to do something that would showcase myself as a director and i thought it would be really cool to direct a visual album for it and have each song be a different element and the elements serve as a metaphor cuz it's not you don't know what's actually reality and what's what's not and i'm in this dream state the entire time but i wanted to convey all the different emotions that we go through when we are pulling ourselves out of a dark place and that journey of reconnecting with ourselves and unlocking the future so that's kind of what we played with, and then within each video, I'm performing as an element, and then I'm also escaping a natural disaster within that element. So for fire, I'm escaping a house fire, and it's a very fiery, passionate mm-hmm. relationship. And then later on, you see the water video, for example, where the ocean can be tranquil and calm, but it can also be very turbulent. And um, there's a drowning in that one. There's an earthquake in earth. So yeah, it was it was quite the undertaking, and this was something that. I funded myself and we ended up shooting all seven videos in five days, which a lot of people wouldn't know after watching it, (laughs) Wow! Um, but that's why it's so meaningful to me as well. Cause it was just all of my favorite people coming together to help bring this vision to life. and, And I'm really, really proud of it. It's my heart and, and I think it goes really well with all the songs and I hope people love it.
0: Yeah. What an accomplishment to get all that done. It's a short amount of time. You must've had a really good crew, a really good cinematographer, some people that were just ready on it, you know, ready to go. Well,
1: it was funny. So my friend is a photographer and he had gone to film school and, and hadn't really done much in the film industry since, but I had a meeting with him and I told him my idea and I was like, I want you to be the cinematographer. And he looked at me and he's like, you want to create a house fire and an earthquake? Like, no, like you need to find a cinematographer. (laughs) No, you're going to do it and you're going to kill it. And it was so collaborative and so awesome. And I had storyboarded all the shots and I think they came out so beautiful and he did such an epic job. Um, And then a lot of people I was just pulling favors from and everyone was just so incredible from lending me a car to lending me a home to lending me their studio. And yeah, so it was, it was just incredible and I'm so proud of it. And I took a lot of time because after we finished, I just knew that I wanted to do this and I, I had this vision in my mind, but then I had seven videos to edit and to color and to make sure we was perfect. And it was a lot of footage. So it took, it took a while. It took a year after actually filming it to, to get it perfect.
2: You're an artist in front and like behind the scenes, you know, you also produce, you write as well as being, you know, the performer. Um, does it ever get overwhelming and do you ever experience burnout from all of your different projects?
1: I, I haven't experienced a burnout because this is just, this is my therapy. And so I find, whenever i'm sad or going through anything like this doesn't feel like work for me just because i the second i create it pulls me out of whatever mood i'm in and it makes me high on life um so i i think i also have a good balance like i know how to i meditate i i also know when to chill and and i think that's really important um but I have all these ideas and I just got to get them out there. And so, and like I said, like you watch the whole thing and it really was only (laughs) five days of shooting. Um, And then we shot also a concert in the desert, which was also a dream of mine to do because I had been watching all the live streams over the pandemic and I thought it would be really fun to show elemental in a different way and do more of a live performance within the elements. Um, So yeah. I had some time off though. Like I, I definitely try and balance it all out, um, but I, I love it. And I, I, the writing thing also is something that has been a new development. I started screenwriting four years ago
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I had had a really weird pilot season where I kept testing for different projects and not booking them. <laughs> and I would go home and just write for an hour every night just to try and stay sane. And then it evolved into me tricking my brain into thinking I was getting paid to do it. And I would just write nine to five, break for lunch, and I created this routine. Um, And the first movie I actually wrote was called Harmony from the Heart. And I just wrote it just to, again, keep myself sane, remind myself why I got in this business in the first place. And to write the end on the document was an accomplishment within itself, because it was really hard. And then I put it on a shelf and at the time I didn't think I was gonna be making actual real money doing that. And then now it's it's one of my biggest passions. And I'm screenwriting all the time. And we got to shoot that movie in Vancouver last December. Um, and we've yeah, i have got a couple other projects on the go. But and then from the elemental, it was actually very cool because I got a directing deal. So I'm gonna be directing a movie in the new year from Let's that. go. That's, that's, that's
0: congratulations on that. And that's one yeah. thing as you were telling the story, I was thinking. The, the, one of the first thoughts that came to my mind was you got the experience of making a, basically a, a, a bootstrap scrappy, no budget short film or, or film. Yeah. Basically it's like you basically uh, did a almost like Kevin Smith style, early nineties, like indie Sundance style, putting it all together kind of thing. And mm-hmm and not only did it, did it serve you well for your, you know, obviously for the music and, and, and what you wanted to portray, but also it adds to your reel, to your resume, to your, to your accomplishments, what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really cool.
1: Thank you. That was the goal. I, um I had had, I'd been writing and i had had some opportunities where they're like, okay, show us something you've directed. And I didn't have anything at the time. So that was also part of, the inspiration and, and it, yeah, it's, it was, it's a 30 minute short film.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Thank
0: you. I'm, a, I'm curious too, um, Demi's uh, best friend, uh, Victoria Conniffel is a soap <laughs> opera actress and she talks about how intense the shooting schedule is for soap operas, how many lines you have to memorize and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I know that uh, a lot of these movies that you make, you know, I'm sure you don't get a ton of prep. And I'm curious, what is the 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 set life like on a movie like that compared to a, uh, a scripted weekly television show like 90210? Mm-hmm. Is it more relaxed? Is it more intense? What's that like?
1: Oh, it's definitely more intense. It's a marathon <laughs> because most of these rom coms are shot in 15 days. And the one I just did with Gladys Knight, we worked over 260 hours within two weeks. It was wild. Um, but I like it, because it's like you you go and the, it's an intense schedule, but then you have the time off afterwards, which is really nice. Right. Uh, but I I've gotten so used to this kind of schedule, but I also found this new trick that I just started, where before, I start shooting, I'll record a voice note of myself reading the script, whether it be with a friend or an acting coach or whoever, and I'll record it before I start shooting. And I'll have from start to finish the whole script on audio. And whether I'm working with a friend that's helping or again, an acting coach that gives notes along the way, it'll all be in the recording. But because the schedule is so intense, I will in the morning or when I get home from set, I'll just go to where those scenes are for the next day on the voice recording and I'll listen to it over and over That's and then nice. have it fully memorized, ready to go. I remember like the things I wanted to work on. And then it's just a great way, like while I'm in the hair and makeup chair, just to keep listening to just the scene over and over because we have no time to prep. So at that point, it's just you feel ready to go. And then this last movie, I was really fortunate because my co-star, Paul Green, and I, we would rehearse after set. And then we'd also walk to get coffee in the morning and say the lines and rehearse in the morning. So we actually got a lot of rehearsal time in so that when it came down to only getting two takes, we felt we felt good and we felt ready. Um, so yeah, they're definitely crazy schedules. It makes it a lot easier when you write the script. <laughs> yeah, like, you
0: already to, yeah, you have a good idea of what's going on. Sure. Yeah,
1: like I know sure. my lines, um, but I also know everyone else's lines. So that also makes it hard because I'm not supposed to say I,
0: I know like, there's there's an issue with when someone in the scene has directed or written it, they mouth the lines of the other yeah. characters. <laughs> you you
1: have to the first movie I did for Hallmark, Over the Moon in Love, I found myself like doing this, like, and then also just wanting to watch him as the writer and sit like this. And I'm in the middle of the scene, right? So you, can't do that. you
0: have to be like acting. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. That's yeah. right. The camera's on me. I can't just yeah, sit here. yeah.
2: <laughs> Going back to 90210, what was playing Adriana like, and what was kind of like the tea between the cast? Like, was there ever any drama, and then you had to like just. Pretend there wasn't like once the camera was rolling, like the, the tea about playing that character and being in that role.
1: I it was such a huge part of my life. And when I signed on, I was actually just hired as a singer. And so I they had added a high school musical in the 11th hour to the script. So everyone had already been cast for three months and all I had to do in the audition was sing. And then the writers had seen this other ryan murphy pilot that i had done that hadn't got picked up and it was really intense and emotional and i had been crying in that and so they saw that i had an emotional range and so they started writing in more scenes and a drug addiction so for me i was just so excited to be there because i thought it was going to be two weeks of work i chopped off all my hair (laughs) that was how like they literally were like hey can you be down here in an hour and chop off all your hair and be on set tomorrow and i was like yep It's fine. Two weeks of work, get to pay my rent. I just moved to L.A. Um, And like I, yeah, it evolved. And so it, I just was always really happy to be there. And so I never really got involved in any of the, if there were any drama. Like we were this big family and we spent nine months out of the year together. And everyone is just so special to me. And over the pandemic, we actually did a reunion Zoom chat, which was really fun. Oh, man. And we what was and that like? It was so great, and everyone is so spread out, and and lives in different cities, and a lot of them are married and have kids now, and so it's just it's so it's just so cool to see these people that you spent yeah like five and a half years of your life with, and and it's it's awesome, and it's such a special time for me because I was able to to do what I loved. I got to sing on TV. I got to really tackle some challenging topics from drug addiction to pregnancy. Um, so as an actress, it was a dream. It was amazing.
2: What was the hardest part about like playing that role too? Cause I feel like that's more, it's like a more edgy role to play too. Yes. To the, characters, you know.
1: the crying scenes probably. Cause I think season one, she cried quite a bit and
2: big um, tears to make for actors to cry or no. Is that not true?
1: Some people do. I just, I cry
0: on command.
2: Yeah, I,
1: you know, it's, I'm such a happy person. Do it now,
0: I, right now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh,
1: it's it's definitely challenging. I don't like, but I I have like different substitutions and different things that I know how to tap into to to go there when I need to. And I think that was the hardest part about season one for me was just I was, I mean, actually quite a few of the seasons it was just a lot of emotions. And so at the end of the day, I would feel great, but then my body would be like. <laughs> not knowing what had happened because I'd been crying all day. Um, so that was just it was tiring, but it was also exhilarating. and and I think the other challenging part was that at the time, like I, I really had no personal experience. I still have no personal experience with a lot of the things that my character went through. and so I never wanted to make a mockery of it. I wanted to to show it in a truthful, honest way. And so that was that was something that I I like took on that responsibility and really wanted to do a good job with it.
0: I think even with 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 even with teen shows now I think the expectation for quality is higher than what it used to be in terms of the dialogue and the script and the plausibility of the of the situations and stuff it's a different world now uh, than it used world. to be yeah so at this point where's your where's your music to acting balance at
1: so whenever I'm not filming a movie or writing a movie I'm recording and writing music. And so I just got back from finishing my Christmas film. It's called I'm I'm Glad It's Christmas. And it's, working with Gladys Knight was one of the most insane experiences of all time. Because when I got-
0: Underrated actress, by the way, Gladys Knight.
1: Uh, oh, and just like, just a sweetheart and so spunky and cute and- she's almost 80 and is still on tour. It was just yeah. unbelievable. You'd but never get to tell her. she's
0: almost 80. Yeah. Oh no,
1: she's just, she's the sweetest. And to be able to sing with her, like there were just moments where I just had goosebumps and this entire film felt like medicine for the soul. I, that's the only way to describe it. Like I just, it was just unbelievable. So I, um, but now that I'm back, I am screenwriting, and then I'm also working on my next album, which is almost done, because I I can't stop.
0: So you got another (laughs) one in the can, like, ready to go. I do.
1: It's called 88, and that's the year I'm born. Um, And I, yeah.
2: I've been seeing 88 everywhere. And then you just said- Okay, well,
1: maybe it's a positive. Do
2: you believe in angel numbers?
1: Mm. I do. I definitely Oh, my goodness. We got to search up
2: what 88 means.
1: Okay. Yeah, I definitely think that is, there's got to be some angel- connections there. Are
2: sure. you like a spiritual person? Cause I know you said you do, you meditate. What other things do you do to keep in balance with all like the craziness?
1: I'm extremely spiritual. Um, I really big fan of starting my day with priming, which is something that I discovered on Tony Robbins podcast. Mm. And I have my own, I kind of made it my own thing, but basically I think of, Like, this is how I start the day before I even look at my phone, but I start deep breathing. And then I think of five things I'm grateful for. And the first thing is something involuntary, like something you don't have control over. But the fact that you have air in your lungs or your heart's beating uh and then i really think of those things and get very specific with visualizing them and then i think of five people in my life that i want to send energy and light to and the first person is someone you don't know so it could be someone who held the door open for you at the coffee shop it could be someone at the office or wherever um and then i really send them just positive light and i visualize their faces and what they're going through And then I think of five things that I want for my future. And again, the first thing, is something involuntary. Um, And then I just get really specific. And it can go anywhere from five minutes to 15 minutes. And then when I open my eyes, I just feel so grounded and centered and good. And I really, I just love starting my day like that. So that's a huge thing. Um, And then I also, yeah, I also love to exercise. That's also a huge, huge release for me. So um, are you a yogi? I I like I yoga, lotties, like and then I do a lot of a lot of different things. Like I, I just started various boot camp, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, oh. I did it in LA a couple of years ago, but I just I love that. Like where you're, it's like a circuit on the treadmill, and on, then you like swap off onto the ground. And then I also have I do like weight resistant stuff too. But I just like being active. Oh. I think it's a good release.
2: We spoke about this earlier, by the way, because I really wanted to touch base on this, the fact that you are also, you do co-produce a lot of your music. So going back to this new album, how much of it did you produce?
1: I have the most amazing team, uh, Aaron Edwards and Corey Wallace, and they're in LA and they are, they're literally a dream team. I collaborate with them all the time. so they're the they're the most I they have to, I have to give them the most credit. Like I like they're they are just unbelievable and have gone above and beyond for this project and it was really fun. I worked with another writer, um Julia Fabrin, who's incredible, and then this other guy named Frank Hagan on Bitter End. And it was such a it was just so fun and collaborative, and I think the sounds came up really cool because I wanted it to be emotional, like, and and cinematic. And I don't even know how to describe the genre because it's also a blending of genres where it starts in one place and then ends up somewhere entirely different, but then so does the story arc of the visual album. And so I, um, yeah, but I was definitely, like, involved with, like, adding different percussion and all that kind of stuff. And then I have a recording studio set up. Well, I will have one in my new place here soon, but I had one in my last place. So a lot of the songs I recorded in a closet.
2: <laughs> Are you an Ableton girl, a Logic girl, or like a Pro Tools type of girl? Um, type of
1: different. You know, Pro Tools definitely. I have Ableton too, and then also to believe it or not, a lot of the vocals were on GarageBand, <laughs> which is great. Like That's
2: how yeah. you learn to use Logic, though. Yeah. Yeah. To say it's the same, it's the yeah. same look.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's cool. what I learned on, and it's just the it's so easy to, and I would just send over the files and. Mm-hmm. What I also love is just how like collaborative it is. Like even right now, I'm in Canada, New York, LA, and here we are having this conversation. And that was the same thing with the album is I was working with a writer in London and then people were in LA and then I was up here or or wherever in like Copenhagen. And it's just- technology. That's the technology and how how collaborative and cool it can be. So yeah, I love it.
0: I'm interested in- the, the sound of this album and your music in general, how much do you think about genre and how much you think about things like getting a song on the radio or getting a song training on TikTok, or are you just making music that sounds good to you that you want to release? The you know, like how much do you care about being yeah, like
1: like I've never, my goal, like it would be great. Like, and obviously to get on the radio and to impact people in that way would just be a dream come true, but I I never think like that. And I've never, I've always been that way. Like even with elemental, like I did it as part of my healing and part of this art that I wanted to put out in the world. And I don't really attach myself to the outcome and how many views or how many streams, like I just, it's my art and it's my way of expressing myself and the coolest part is it does affect people. And when I hear that people love it or you see the numbers go up, then it's just awesome. And it's the bonus and, and icing on top, but that's, that's never been my motivation. I think I just have these stories that I want to tell and I love telling it in a cinematic, beautiful way. And, and I just hope people, yeah, are open-minded to it all. And, and that's, that's all. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up is you've, you've kind of, sort of tiptoed a little bit with, with EDM, with dance music. Um <laughs> You have this remix of Hunter that you put yeah. out. um Highbirds remix of Hunter. And it's a really cool, like EDM kind of thing. And I was like, this could be like actually in the club, you know? So how much. <laughs> <learn>? yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's because uh, I actually love like electronic music. I'm obsessed with, like I listen to it all the time and I, so it's funny because I write more emotional stuff, but then when I had the whole album done, I was like, oh, this would be really cool if we could just like.
2: Remix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, so that, and, and that's the stuff I like to listen to. I love listening to female vocals, but like when there's a drop, like, so, but it had to start in that one place. And so the Hunter remix I'm super proud of. And I thought it would be cool to time it with Halloween and yeah. chase. Ghost Drops this Friday, that remix, which... I'm what also- are
2: you going to be for Halloween?
1: You know, that's a really good question. I what was talking to my boyfriend that's- this morning. We have left it to the last second this year. I don't know. Oh, so
0: you're not... Are you normally a big Halloween person? Do you usually play in your costume? I way usually of time? go all
1: out. Yeah. And I... Yeah. And then usually there's multiple costumes. But this year, I don't know. People don't seem to be doing much. So I have a pumpkin carving party on Friday. So I got to figure out what I'm wearing there. And then... Like, I dress up all year, though. Like, it doesn't really mm. need to be Halloween. If mm. if there's an excuse to have a themed party, I am the queen of it. And even for my birthday every year, I do, like, four nights in a row that are, like, like we'll usually do a weekend away with all my friends. And each night is a different theme. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I got to figure it out. But last year, I mean, it's cheesy, but I don't care because I love love. But I, <laughs> my boyfriend mm. and I, I was a police officer, and he... Was the thief that stole my heart, and so I tied all my balloons to his to his belt, um,
2: oh, which was wow. really
1: That was great, and then we handcuffed ourselves to each other all night, so that was awesome. Until our friend lost the key, but that's okay; it's another. Oh, story. then hide yeah.
2: things. No, <laughs> it's fine.
1: Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I got to figure it out. So we we have a couple options, um, but nothing set in stone yet. But and then last year for my birthday also, because my birthday is like. November 8th, so it's right after. So people are still kind of in the Halloween Halloween spirit. Sure. Um, I had a bunch of friends come to this house in Whistler and I I had friends from all over fly in for it. And I had the first night, I got everyone black and white striped t-shirts and red scarves for their neck and red sashes for around their waist. And it was a wine tasting night. And so know. it was all Venetian, Italian themed. Mm-hmm. And then you could take the sash off and blindfold yourself. And it was like a full wine tasting. And then the next night we did Come on Barbie, Let's Go Party. So it was Barbie and Ken themed, which was oh, really man.
2: fun. Wow. And then
1: I did a Disney spa day. So we had like a masseuse come. Everyone had to wear jammies all day. And then that night there's a secret club in Disneyland called Club 33, which mm-hmm. is one of the Favorite places on Earth. There's a secret knock. Is it lit? Oh, it's insane, and it's Walt Disney's old hangout, and it's it's you have to be a member to go, and they have like the dress code, and it's wild. It's right next to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride,
2: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: I was turning thirty three, so I was like, I want to recreate Club Thirty Three, and so we did a whole Disney themed dinner. And even like the, all the meals were named after Disney movies and Disney dishes and got her cool. so, yeah, it was fun.
0: <laughs> what's your favorite Disney movie?
1: Oh, that's hard. I, what's your favorite, who's your
0: favorite Disney princess?
2: Oh, oh good princess. maybe you could be Disney princess this year. Hmm.
0: Have know. you been all the Disney princesses for Halloween at some point? It feels like you probably. I haven't
1: done that, which is weird. I've done been Minnie mouse. Um, but maybe that's what we do. I love Little Mermaid I'm obsessed with. I was obsessed with those songs growing up. And I used to sit on the piano, my mom's a piano teacher, and I would sit on the piano and just like, pretend I had a tail and flip my fins and sing <laughs>
2: over
1: and over. And
2: so, I like.
1: yeah. yeah, I don't want can't Like, get over. off the
2: piano. <laughs>
1: oh my God. <laughs> um, Probably Ariel or Beauty and the Beast, I like as well.
0: Yeah, I feel like Belle would also be a good Halloween costume. Pretty easy to put together. Um, Make my
1: boyfriend the Beast would be great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or
1: Gaston. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Either way. Either way. Either way. Yes, hey, so. What are you, you going to be hot for Halloween?
2: Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I was trying to get some ideas from you guys. Oh, so No.
0: Okay. I get it. I get I it. I don't know. Okay.
2: What about you? Yeah, Jordan.
0: I, I'm, I'm kind of a Halloween humbug. I basically go to a party only when someone drags me to a Halloween party and um, yeah, I shouldn't have brought it up. Why did I bring up a subjects that I don't, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right, Jessica, we will let you go. Thank you so much for joining this us on so the fun. show. I so fun. chilling
1: with you guys. I'm glad yeah. that our, the connection was good. This is yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And tell us, do you know when the Christmas movie is coming out? Do you know the date on that?
1: It is coming out November 26th. November
0: 26th. So, Merry Thanksgiving.
1: Monday. And it's coming out on GAC.
0: Oh, it's on GAC. So I yeah. will um, shout out to my stepmom in Kansas City. This will definitely be on the screen Do it when I'm home for <laughs> Christmas at some point.
1: <laughs> okay, perfect. She loves
0: those movies. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, awesome.
0: Yeah. There's All a right. lot
1: of scenes in this one because I play a Broadway singer. So there's a lot of music. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then the Chasing Good drops on Friday.
0: All right. Wow. Yeah. And, awesome. and and you're already in the works for a new album. So just it just keeps coming. Just keeps co- going down the hill.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll have to chat again when that one comes out.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: All right. We'll talk to you later.
1: Okay. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
2: All right. She's so ether. Like she's just like
0: whoosh, shining. All right, Demi. Um, first of all. I don't think, I think I'm, I'm going to go without the glasses for now. I I feel like they're too chunky for the lighting and stuff, you know? So what do you think? What's your, what's your uh, assessment of the glasses as far as on screen?
2: I like them. I like them on and off. Okay. It depends your mood. If you're feeling more in like a. Well, you can also do the know?
0: dramatic, like, you know,
2: mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm.
0: so that's always an option. All right. Okay, guys, that is it for us. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news and go to popdust.com also for past episodes and listen to uh, episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram. I'm at Jordan Edwards Studio. Demi's at Demi underscore Ramos and listen to Demi on Spotify. Follow her, listen to her music. Yes, of course. Until next time, (laughs) we'll see you later.